I figured, you know, Jerry's always late. Always, always late. So mm-hmm. why not? No, you come to me in Peru. Look, how dare you? I watched 25 minutes of Mystery Science Theater for this. I, I demand respect. Mystery Science Theater is uh, first up today. Wonderful. Because that's really all I want to talk about with Hiro. <laughs> and how much... I, how there was a lot of assessment. <laughs> there was a lot of assessment of my life, what I'm doing with my life, why I'm doing this to myself. Why haven't you watched this sooner? Of course. Let me get some numbers out here <laughs> to make our case. <laughs> Mystery Science Theater comes out. Uh, I don't know, April 1996. Uh, it doesn't matter the specific date because there wasn't a better movie that came out this year. <laughs> and uh, critically, Hiro. 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. 80%. Do you know what the audience score is? Do you want to take a guess? 10. 88% audience <laughs> score. With over 25,000 ratings. Need I remind 000. you that the Capitol was stormed? Need I remind you? <laughs> oh, you see a crossover yes. between the people storming the Capitol yes. and watching I Mystery don't Science think Theater? That if you're gonna... Venn diagram is going to overlap at all. <laughs> if you're going to attach populist uh, opinion... You have to look at the populace, right? You have to like judge the people for what they are. Mouth-breathing troglodytes that wear the Flintstones uh, moose club hat and run into mm. the Capitol building. Didn't they lose the election, though? So they're no longer the populace, We spent right? four years uh, having an orange dude as our president representing us. I love that uh, you go to Trump, uh, which you often do on this podcast, whether it's his previous wives or whatever else. You're, you're just... The man has good taste. <laughs> Okay, I'll uh, play the music then. Let's let's leave it there uh, on that. And let's talk Mystery Science Theater 3000, which Hiro watched in full probably twice. So he can get mm-hmm. all the jokes. Oh yeah, so, so wonderful. We must confound Hiro at every turn. <laughs> every year, Hollywood makes hundreds of movies. This is one of them. Gramercy Pictures invites you to the first big screen adventure of Mystery Science Theater 3000. You hit something! You killed the Hubble! At last, the crew aboard the Satellite of Love can tell jokes without a censor. I'm a naughty boy! Naughty, naughty! And boldly go where no man or robot has gone before. Hey, I'm experiencing a sensation altogether new to me, and frankly, I love it. Watch the gang from Mystery Science Theater as they watch the science fiction classic, This Island, Earth. Captain's log. I've lost my toupee and girdle, and I can't leave my room. The supreme excitement of our time. Ooh, yes, very nice. See sights never before dreamed by man. Why'd they put the toilet in the middle of the room? Where captive Earth people fight for their lives. Oh, I'm very vulnerable there. Oh, there go the piano lessons. Two and a half years in the making. Oh, no, Tinkerbell's going down. Pull up, Tinkerbell. Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie. Hey, Baywatch is up. All right, let's get out of here, you guys. (laughs) <laughs> Generally speaking, I didn't figure that uh, you would like this. Jared, I mean, did you feel the same? Oh, yeah. This, this, this is not... one of those things where I greatly enjoy it, and uh, other people that enjoy it, I can talk to them about it. But one of the normies, such as Hyro, <laughs> I definitely felt like he was going to hate so it. So vanilla. <laughs> Hyro. No kinks at all here. 
I, 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 I'm a, such a complete loss by this. Like, I thought Jared was trolling me or something. I, there's no way he liked this thing. Like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. Loves it. I love it. We both love this. Wait, fantastic. Who's who's both? Me. I'm what? in there too. Yes. I own this on VHS. Oh, look at that. Jerry's bringing out the toys. <laughs> look at that. I can't see anything. He's oh, he's blacked out. That is a replica of uh, Crow, mm. who is... Uh, is that the one in the... That's how I see... Faro talking shit the whole time. <laughs> trying to concentrate on this movie. See, there's your problem. You don't concentrate on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is a... Uh, I even forgot what movie they were talking about. So, This Island Earth, mm. apparently a classic in uh, Peru. Uh, I guess. Not to be uh, disrespected. Revered. <laughs> by this damn robot. And Mr. Vanilla. Hey, let me, uh, I'll, I'll give you um, some some of the talking points that I can't really refute. I think Jared will agree with this. Uh, I think it starts to fall apart whenever they're not sitting in the front row talking shit about the movie. Mm-hmm. Anytime they're, uh, they're interacting on this uh, satellite of love um, and dealing with the mad scientists, in particular in this this movie um i don't know if that's uh jared do you think that's suffering from like oh we have to make this slightly different from a normal episode which is basically just them sitting in front of a screen uh telling jokes talking over something that's always been probably my my strongest criticism of them is i i cannot understand how usually they're really really funny in the theater to me but their original uh entertainment their 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 bits outside of the theater are usually terrible like <laughs> embarrassingly bad so especially when you knew that uh, a complete asshole was going to come <laughs> to this podcast and ask questions about why do you like this uh, there was a little element of cringe uh whenever they were not uh watching movies but i will admit a little bit of a surprise hiro that you do not see this as the original form of movie podcasting no sir absolutely not this is this is the embodiment of what i hate when i go to the movies is assholes in front of me talking shit like i don't need that i have my own opinions look if anybody's going to be talking shit about a movie it's going to be me i don't need this I, I barely made it out of the you know it starts with this opening sequence where you know the guy is there with these puppets and shit and there's this guy with his uh with his sesame <laughs> shit sesame street lab coat on i barely made it out of that never in my life would have i imagined the criticism being i want to pay attention to the movie yeah you would hate the <laughs> shit out of mystery science theater <laughs> oh so, I do remember so when I was a kid because I used to watch this uh, originally on the Sci-Fi Channel. It was Comedy Central, Comedy and Central, then Sci-Fi, then sci-fi yeah. Channel. Yeah, um, really, it could apply yeah. to either one, yeah. given the uh, the movies that they're focusing on. My mother would greatly agree with you, Hiro, because she thought this was like you know a lot of people thought, uh, say, like Bart Simpson of that time or Beavis and Butthead were bad influences on kids. She thought this was the worst thing done to her children <laughs> was watching mystery science theater 3000 because Smart it encouraged lady. us to start talking shit whenever we're having family movie night over whatever we deemed oh this is trash we don't have to respect this anymore <laughs> because tom servo and crow told us we don't have to <laughs> it uh it affected a whole generation of kids because we had to have um shut up and be quiet <laughs> alarms at the house whenever we had movies especially that my stepdad picked because it was usually like Seagal or Bronson or some mm-hmm. sort of <clears throat> nonsense <laughs> that was easily made fun of. But uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 is somewhat of a time capsule because there's really... 
there's really no need for it, I guess, anymore, right? I know Netflix brought it back for what six episodes it was shared or something. I don't two even two seasons, um, and then dropped. I didn't even realize this was a thing. Like I, 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 I'm brand new to this. I didn't. I have no history with it. I never heard of it. None of it. I, I just started in the late eighties, I think. Yeah. Early nineties. Like okay, yeah. yeah so when I type in mystery science theater into IMDb, it comes up with a a, a slew of options and I, it took me a second to actually pick the right one with trash that I kind of watched. And I'm stunned by this. So maybe that's the problem is that I just have no I was not tortured as a child and, and don't have <laughs> recollection of this. <laughs> Show premiered on a looks like a local uh channel in Minneapolis on November twenty fourth, nineteen eighty eight. Public T V, yeah. Exactly. Then aired on Comedy Central for seven seven seasons until it was canceled in nineteen ninety six. Uh and then Sci Fi uh channel picked it up for three seasons. Uh the point I was making about Netflix though is that now this uh I guess their commodity has been taken up totally by the internet. Uh, if you want, you could download just a hobbyist podcaster's uh, audio commentary track where mm. they're just talking shit to something. And in particular, things that, uh, you know, at the time, this show would never get the rights to. Like, Jerry, you're mentioning a Seagal movie. They were never going to do, like, a, a recent release of Steven Seagal no. as far as having to pay the rights to... Uh, and I don't know if the studio would be cool with them. Like, yeah, take one of our new theatrical films and then just dump on it for an hour on your sci-fi channel episode. Is, but you know what? If they would have done something like Portrait of a Lady on Fire, okay, I would have been all in. You know, let that robot do its thing. Talk some shit. What What do they, uh, what do they do now, Jerry? Because that crew is still, like, they kind of do their own, I think, online business where they, do they sell, yeah. like, MP3s or something? Okay. Well, Rift Tracks has got what, um, Rift Tracks has Mike and Kevin which is Tom Servo. And oh, then we're on a first name basis here. Okay. Kevin Murphy. I know these. I did. Pyro, <laughs> do you know who Tom Servo is, having even watched part of this No movie? idea. And then the new crow was Bill Corbett. That's Rift Tracks. And then uh, the other group that has like Joel <laughs> and... Uh, Joel sucks, by Joel's the way. Joel's not. Joel's stoner humor. I, I feel like know. I walked into some fucking like, mm. other dimension here. Where Listen, where, I, can, where, I can talk... Jared is nerding out. Like. <laughs> I can talk... <laughs> authoritatively about one thing in my life be quiet <laughs> what is- i was gonna interrupt to tell us about the uh, miami heat off-season plans oh, or something oh, okay. out of bio this bam out of bio. <laughs> when do we turn to danny ainge uh we don't you know- dead. <laughs> dead to us now off to utah i have, so this, somewhere- I have this podcast that i recorded with some troglodyte about four or five years ago where this clown uh went on this whole rant about how uh you know, the Celtics were in this great position to win titles for the future because of Brad Stevens and the amount of draft picks they had and all this bullshit. That certainly was not me. No. special NBA uh, edition of the First Time Watchers podcast, uh, co-joined, co-hosted, I don't know how we do this, crossovered with the, uh, <laughs> with the True Bromance podcast. Hiro, welcome. Hey man, uh, well welcome to the True Bromance podcast. True Bromance. 
Uh, <laughs> and thanks for having me on the film, the first time watchers podcast too, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's good to have you. I'm sure uh, this will be a shock to most people who are looking for uh, film talk, but no film talk here. It's all None. NBA, all NBA talk, all NBA talk, all uh, day, all night long. How did this uh, even uh, come come uh, to start? You know, uh, how did we even come to this idea uh, to do this? It must have been sometime last year in the off season or whatever. Yeah, I mean, we all. You know, talk quite a bit through Twitter and, and uh, various social media sites. We'll accept Facebook because you refuse <laughs> to accept me as your Facebook friend. But uh, uh, the, I, I digress. Um, and we obviously talk lots of sports, lots of football, lots of basketball. And we all have a share a common love of, um, of sports. So, you know, we got into it and figured, well, hell, why not, man? We, we record all of our conversations anyways. Why not record our our NBA conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. And considering it's, you know, the beginning uh, of the 2015-2016 uh, NBA season, we thought it would be a good time to do that. And uh, full disclosure, you know, I myself, a huge uh, Boston Celtics fan, Hiro. And and I am all obviously a big uh, Miami Heat fan. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Are you going to uh, call out Chris Bosh for MVP again all season? No, I'm done with Chris Bosh. <laughs> that guy, <laughs> that guy and his kidneys or liver or whatever the fuck it is, his blood clots and shit, man. No, you know the problem with Chris Bosh is he just defers too much. I mean, I, I, he needs to be the, in my opinion, he's the most talented guy in the team at this point. You know, Dwayne Wade, yes, is a Hall of Famer first ballot for sure, but Chris Bosh is is supremely talented, man, right now over him because of the the injuries and that kind of thing. So. I just would love to see the ball kind of, the, well, the offense flow through him. Yeah, so. well, he, I think we we even saw when he was with Toronto, uh, a, a team with Chris Bosh as the best player isn't going to go that far. No, it's not. You're right. You're right. But the thing is, if all the other players are, are complementary to him, hmm. it, he could be, he has proven to be the man. You know what I mean? Like he threw a 20 and 10 and whatever it was his last season in Toronto. He's extremely capable. It's just, he defers to Wade, he defers to Dragic, he defers to Whiteside, and it just, I don't know, it just gets under my skin after a while. Like, come on, man, you know, buck, you know, tighten the buckle and, and, and let's get to it. Uh, and quite lucky, I think, to grab Justice Winslow uh, in Oof. the NBA draft. Amazing, amazing. I am a, I am a hu- I'm in love with Justin Winslow. Yeah. I'm getting ready to tattoo his name right on my on my chest. <laughs> oh boy, right next to my daughter's name, so it's gonna be awesome. Winslow uh, you, and Riley. Yeah, your daughter slash GM name. That's right, my daughter Riley, <laughs> Riley James. That's funny. That's funny. Um, you know, so going to the Celtics, you know that I'm always curious. I hate, and Jared knows this, the uh, draft pick. Uh, boners that people it get as far anything. as okay <laughs> yes and i'm thinking uh, most likely it's going to be nothing it doesn't work in the nba <laughs> that's my negative take yeah it doesn't yeah. work in the nba because if you don't pick top three you're done doesn't matter yep. um anyway mystery science theater God, i tried uh, I so hard to get away from it. <laughs> on this so are you being legitimate hiro that you only made it like 25 minutes what is this movie like 70 minutes long? minutes yeah or 75 Jesus. something like that show some respect <laughs> what's wrong with you i look I went through the Paul Bear. A lot of bad, I went through. You've listened to a lot of bad and dogs. podcasts. I went through Twister for you. I went to three. This was first. Trash this movies. Was first. Yeah, this was the last straw. This is where, you know, I was pulling my hair out. I was on the treadmill trying to watch this, and I, I just had enough. You're in for a rough day of recording because I, I did pull up the Rotten Tomatoes, and I think three out of the four things that we're talking about today, uh, it's like eighty percent and above. 
Um, I'll let you guess which one. It's pretty easy because it's got David Schwimmer, so that was that was never going to work out. Um, but this, to me, I, I feel like you've listened to so many bad podcasts. You listen to this. Why, why is this so? <laughs> yeah, why, why is this so? You participate in this. Why is this so offensive to you? Because I don't know. I, I you know, this is a good, very good point. Is I, I I do have an affinity for just sass over movies. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I like this type of shit. It's, I don't know. Maybe it was that stupid robot that threw me off, and uh, it's the puppets. You don't. You don't like the introduction of the crow robot look, that Jared so lovingly tried to show you. I want my sass delivered by a balding man in a uh, uh, in, in a game. No, no, in a darkened room. There we you know. go. <laughs> <laughs> Very predatory. I like that's the way I like it. I think one thing that I really, really love about Mystery Science Theater 3000 is uh, I don't feel like they take the easiest gags. Like, I have listened to some some bad movie podcasts. Uh, Hiro and I uh, host a show called uh, Marcus Played, which is back uh, to uh, rousing success. No thanks to Hiro sitting on <laughs> recordings for six months. I already turned in the boomerang episode. Is there waiting? Oh my god! Oh, god. <laughs> Highly edited, like just very. It's it's the the crowning achievement of my editing uh, career. But we what we used to do the format of that show was to try to highlight uh, other movie podcasts, and of course the problem being uh, that. That means me and Hiro have to listen to so many before we find the cream of the crop. And also, you kept uh, you kept breaking these podcasts that got canceled. You know that, that you mm. podcasts mm-hmm. where you know they were saying inappropriate things to their children or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to uh, to to like those. Uh, I guess the ones that are terrible people uh, off mic. But I've listened to a number of bad movie podcast like that's how they label themselves like we are going to watch things just to make fun of and uh i don't know what it is what the disconnect is as far as why i prefer mystery science theater 3000 because that is what they're doing but it doesn't seem to be as much of a like layup material as far as there's a certain mean-spiritedness i think to modern movie podcasts that just want to shit on things Whereas this, yes, the material the movies are watching uh, are not good, but I don't know if it's the time period, Jared, where it's like they're they're looking at stuff from like the, the these B C movies from like the fifties and sixties, where there's like a sort of a quaint quality to it, where it's like eh, nobody's getting too roughed up here, uh, and I think that maybe that's the difference if you're doing like something that is modern, uh, it just feels like if if someone was doing a Cats uh, audio commentary track, it can be done. But isn't that just way too easy? What's interesting about that? Whereas with something like this, I'm never going to watch this Island Earth. Uh, so it makes it more enjoyable to just see this material that's new to me and have some jokes in between. It feels like you're just watching it with your buddy for the first time, as opposed to Cats, which has 50,000 Twitter comments and, air, you know, I'm going to put quotations around here, uh, air quotes, jokes about the Cats trailer. It's all the same jokes within the first three minutes of it on Twitter being released. This feels uh, a little more fresh, even though they're going to like really old movies. Uh, like you said, I don't think there's going to be too many This Island Earth hashtags <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, the source material, yeah. they're they're not really... It's not going to be a popular pick. They take like three or four runs at this, too. I, I watched... Yes, Hiro, I did a little behind-the-scenes watching of them uh, mm-hmm. in the studio. <laughs> they take like four or five runs at this, so... It's not always the... Uh, 
the most obvious joke because they have about four or five uh, writing sessions into it. Does that bother you, Hiro? Or could you even tell I'm, that they had done I'm flabbergasted at uh, Jared's <laughs> fandom here. <laughs> like, I'm stunned. I'm, I'm genuinely stunned. I thought this was a joke. Like, I thought the whole time that, you know, Jared's sending these texts about what a great time he's having with this shit. And, you know, I thought maybe, you know, maybe Jared's, uh, Jared tends to like to poke and prod and, you know, we banter lovingly and come to find out. <laughs> like those robots. Come to find out he's a fucking nerd. I am. But, uh, Jared, let me ask you this. Have you ever listened to the, those podcasts? Like, you know, people will record commentary and then you watch it with uh, the track underneath. You know, you like put it in your earbuds. Have you ever done one of those or not, listened to one, like a movie like that? Not very often. Um, maybe a handful of times in my life. Like the best, <laughs> the most I've done has been like DVD track commentary. Um, usually uh, I prefer the uh, the people that participated in the movie and not, you know... <laughs> We've got yeah. grip or sound guys here or, you know, whatever. But, I mean, that's that's what makes this kind of different uh, in a way because these guys had nothing to do with the production. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand how – I really don't how this has not been copied uh, to the success, the long uh, – over a decade-long success <laughs> this had, Hyro. Because <laughs> it, it doesn't take much except, uh, I think, fandom of the material. Maybe that's what's missing. Um I, I do think there's a certain sense of joy these guys take in going back to this time period in films. And it, for me, this works better than Hiro. I know you've been exposed to it. Like you'll get those random, especially on film Twitter articles where it's like, no, actually this is good. Oh, and it's, the it's worst. Some movie, the that, worst. <laughs> some movie that like we've all generally agreed was not great. Uh, and they want to convince you that somehow you just, there's something you didn't get about it. And it's actually phenomenal. I don't think that's what Mystery Science Theater 3000 is doing, but I do believe that they are showing, hey, there was some joy in these like drive-in movies. Like the intent was not that they were, you know, as film Twitter may say, actually this island earth is right up there with Vertigo or Citizen Kane. You just read it wrong. <laughs> I think they're saying this could be a fun time, hanging out with friends, bullshitting, have a few beers and uh, just enjoy yourself. Can I say, go ahead. If you go through that tweet, if you send that tweet out in any shape or form, right? The, mm -hmm. No, you're wrong about this and this is why we have to do it. You mm -hmm. are a fucking asshole. Let me just, it's a but you'll get 10, 10 likes. Yes. It's, no a, it's amazing. The, the it's it is <laughs> the most repeated tweet on the internet. No, you're wrong about this. This is why you should love X. This is the most underserved X. It is the, it, a nothing or like it got me off forget about all the woke shit all the hashtag shit all that stuff me too I think we do that anyway I don't care show. about any of that <laughs> I, 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 I can accept that but seeing that tweet over and over and over is what drove me off of Twitter I can't uh, get a boner unless I get 15 retweets so here we sit <laughs> I gotta come up with some shit <laughs> I have a serious question for you Jared yes is Hyro the gypsy of oh, cinema? man. Gypsy. Uh, What's Gypsy? What is this? What are we doing here? Cambot. <laughs> you observe, <laughs> but you don't. <laughs> yeah, you don't participate. <laughs> it's the uh, the puppet that looks like what a vacuum cleaner Vac or the something. Big purple vacuum cleaner looking. That thing. doesn't go into the theater and tell jokes because yeah. Gypsy's above that, like you. I, I'm googling this because I don't know what you're what you're I'm saying. Glad, I'm glad that Google's like this man wants to know a lot about Mystery man, Science Theater 3000. We have so many Mystery Science Theater hits. 
Uh, uh, here's something for you, Hyro. On Amazon, they have a lot of free Riff Tracks movies with no robots. <laughs> so there you go. It's just uh, Bill Corbett and Mike and Kevin Murphy. Your homies. I think there's a certain certain ego to to Hyro's reaction to this. He's having a uh, yeah the the revenge of the nerds like fucking nerds, fucking nerds in your <laughs> in your robots. Like, if there's if there's gonna be any running commentary on a movie I'm watching, it's gonna be my voice and my voice alone. I don't need oh, anyone else. That's right. This. That's right. <laughs> be quiet. It's my snark time. <laughs> <laughs> Hyro mad at the robots on the screen trying to fight somebody from 1996 <laughs> for talking over his talk. <laughs> what did uh, did this film do well at all? <laughs> I'm saying I'm guessing no. Cause it I, has I a rabid fan base, but I don't think it did very well. <laughs> it opened in only 26 cinemas, according to Wikipedia. Good. Um, and somehow managed to uh, to gross a million bucks in. <laughs> 26 locations in this country. <laughs> Told you, rabid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you just bring the nerds to these centralized hubs. In the Did country. you see this in the theater, uh, Jared? <laughs> no, this was. Uh, we watched I mean, this. I doubt this was even available in our neck of no, the woods. Lord, so. No, I, I figured you would have was... made the pilgrimage. You know, head out to Chicago um, or something. We watched this all together. At least this was my first time watching it in somebody's basement on a black and white TV screen, like. I had a I had a VHS copy of it somehow, yeah. um, so I remember that got a lot of a lot of play, and it was mm. a cherished object. And we like laughed of and Indiana laughed, Jones. and until our little thirteen year old stomachs hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you Why have you this, want... Jared. I'm glad you do. <laughs> it's been years of entertainment. They've got tons of them up on YouTube. I watch them every now and then, Hyro. <laughs> I can just feel the anger from him that that once there was a 13-year-old ch- child who got great joy from this, <laughs> making him so mad. Uh, I just, I, I'm just flabbergasted again. I, I, I saw nothing. It, it is, I saw nothing. Uh, there, it was, it was a, it was a gumball machine talking shit at the movie. That's Thank Tom you. Servo. You've mm-hmm. got it. You, you're, see, now you're starting to know the there character, you starting to know the mythology a little bit. Yeah. You'll secretly be watching this, especially now that you've Googled this. They're going to start serving up episodes to you on YouTube. Say, uh, <coughs> good job on your ads for <laughs> anything that you look up. I'm going to have to clean up my... Uh, <laughs> clean your history. Clean my history, man. Get it back God to porn. robots haunt my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> get, get it back to porn only. The uh, top review on uh, Rotten Tomatoes is from a uh, little-known guy uh, named Gene Siskel, Hyro who uh, said, for many, a little of this joking will go a long way. Devoted fans, however, will wish for a double bill. Count me closer to the latter group. There you go, Gene. <laughs> That's right. As he fades away. It's what oh, kill- you're saying the, the, the killed him. brain tumor or whatever had already taken hold? I, I'm not quite going that far. <laughs> That's what you were saying? <laughs> I just like it of the of the two. If we're gonna get Ebert or Siskel to uh, give this a good review, it's the one that was hanging out at the Playboy Mansion and uh, going to mm-hmm. you know front row for Bulls games. A real man's man, the love cool the Mystery kids. Science Theater three thousand. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the the um, the Ebert review. Just to, oh, there it is. Fuck, he gave it a three out of four too. Mm, quality cinema. <laughs> Part of the appeal of the program is in the wisecracking, but the movies themselves are also crucial. Oh, thanks, 
Roger Ebert. <laughs> Hack. <laughs> I was glad he's dead too. That's what he's not saying. <laughs> Vanquish all his foes. Uh, I'm going to pull up Letterboxd real quick. Um, I don't know what, I guess, a modern uh, community of dorks would think about this. This is where you I need kind of, web to read some uh, some Letterboxd stuff. Uh, you want the smartass uh, tone. I, I'm betting Webb is a fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, Jesus Christ. Like, never mind. Um, I just, like, typed it in on Letterboxd, and it's, like, just lists people have compiled of all the movies they've watched from the series itself. So, yeah. Ugh. Probably probably going to find a lot of lovers of uh, this particular movie on uh, Letterboxd, which is not surprising. The na- um, oh. It has a 3.6. The uh, Nasty rating. Hellcat review. If you don't like this, you're a weenie man. May 8, <laughs> 2020. Who is he talking to? I, I suspect me. He's <laughs> 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 tapping back into that uh, 13-year-old humor, you know. I just like to review on Letterbox. I wonder which one that was. Mm. <laughs> Here's a review from Will Valet. Normal view exclamation point. Normal view double exclamation point. Then all caps normal view. All caps normal view stretched out with lots of W's. What the hell is this? What is normal uh, I view? I can't decipher that. I like the Weenie Man one myself. That- <laughs> uh I think Jared should edit that and put uh, Hiro in all caps at the end of his <laughs> review. Well, the normal view part is a part of the movie you didn't actually make it to, ah. I, I do believe. <laughs> Four and a half stars on the normal view, but I don't see any likes on that one. I don't know. Uh, this was great. I don't know if I'm going to have more fun uh, in our 1996 recap. Uh, maybe when we get to Jerry Maguire. Uh, that's what I've got, Hiro. Jerry Maguire and Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie. <laughs> I'll, same, um, same. I'll give you props, Hiro. You, you really helped this episode by hating it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't know what we would have, uh, you know, three, three nerds. Instead, mm-hmm. we have two nerds and a jock making fun of us as we <laughs> giggle <laughs> over our little robot movie. So your vacuum cleaner. Shit. No, you're the vacuum cleaner. You are the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just stunned. Cue the music. That's the episode. <laughs> the scotch on the rocks. Please, any scotch will do. As long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a blend gown. Any Glen. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shaken, not stirred. Hum diddy hee hee. Hum diddy hee hee. Hua hua. Hum. Hi! Hi. Diddy hee hee. Hua hua. Yes? I don't get you. Oh. Are you mad? No, no. Good, because I want to like you, but I just don't understand where you're coming from. Sure. Uh, uh, what's not to get, though, Gypsy? I just am. I hang out. Oh, oh, I know. It's just that, well, you know, 
I don't really get you. Yeah, okay. Uh, maybe I can help. Uh, to start with, uh, I'm a robot. I use cyber-based bubble memory. Is that what's confusing you? No. Uh, is it that I work off Unix and can use a variety of operating systems? Well, I guess that's a start. Well, I've undergone a complex personal evolution wherein painful confusion has given way to what I like to think of as some degree of wisdom culminating in my current Zarathustrian sense of self. Is that it? No. If that helps you, it's good, but... Uh, Gypsy, I don't know what... <laughs> is it that I often panic while making sandwiches? Yeah, well, well, maybe it's that kind of thing. Is it that I smell conspiracy and everything and I don't know what I mean most of the time? Well, that's perhaps a small piece of the puzzle, but I... Gypsy, is it an odor? No. Well, no. Well, maybe it's Tom I don't get. Oh, brother, like a Zippo lighter without any flint. I can't believe it. Tom? Yo. I don't get you. Nobody does. I'm the wind, baby. Yum. What a nightmare. <laughs>